Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast, where we share how functional core rehab can actually change your life. We share the stories of clients and professionals who have done Tummy Team programs, and we share so much more than that. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm passionate about helping people find profound healing beyond the physical healing, but also emotional healing to be strong and pain-free for the life they were meant to live. Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. This is Kelly Dean, and I am your host and the founder of the Tummy Team. And I have a special interview today. I think I say that every time that every interview is special, but it is to me. Um, This one's especially special because I am interviewing Molly, and Molly is one of my bestest, bestest friends. And Molly started a journey that's different than a lot of the journeys that we've um, kind of interviewed people about so far. So Molly started a journey to start to exercise and start to do fitness for the first time um, a little bit later than other people have. And she's had a really cool journey and I've been able to be a part of that. So I asked her to come on and talk about it. So hi, Molly. Hi. All right, Molly, tell everybody just a little bit about you, about your background, about your kids, your age, kind of all of that stuff. Um, I am 48 years old and um, I'm married and I have two girls. My oldest is 20, almost 28 and my youngest is 26. And um, I live in Washougal, Washington. And um, that's about it. But so tell me, I I don't, I'm a homemaker. You're a homemaker. Um, and you, um, have never really been into fitness or athletics or exercise. Really? That's never been some part of your life. No, I took dance when I was young, um, for a few years when I was a kid, but, um, but generally no, I actually had a doctor write me an excuse to not take PE in high school at all. So, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, you know, you have been my friend through most of the tummy team. Like, you've known me since when I started the tummy team, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you've been a part of, like, knowing my journey with diastasis recti and with core weakness and kind of healing my own body and all of that um, from the very beginning. And was there ever a time, I don't even know, was there ever a time that you thought you had a diastasis or that you, I mean, you, you often ask me questions about health and exercise and body stuff, but did you ever, were you ever in that place? Because you never did rehab with me. Did we? Yeah, I did very early on. You had like a class that I went to, but I didn't. Yeah, you you did check me, and I didn't. If if I did, it was not a significant issue. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I always wanted that to be the answer as to why I like definitely carry my weight in my stomach, and I always looked pregnant when I wasn't, and all of those types of things. And so I wished that there was some answer that you could fix for me, but um, (laughs) but I didn't. yeah, I'd never had those issues. I didn't have that specific issue. 
And and you like you said, you carried a little bit of your weight in your belly. She's a very small person, um, but that's where you carry your weight. And um, and you did. Oh, I I now vaguely remember when I first started the tummy team. I did a couple of friend group classes as I was learning how to teach this information. And, um, and I, and I just wanted to share with my girlfriend. So you were a part of that. So you had an understanding of the belly breath, the transverse activation, kind of what all that was, but it wasn't super meaningful for you because you weren't other than having this belly, you didn't feel necessarily weak. You weren't having pain. You weren't having a lot of those symptoms. Um, so let's, so you've always had an understanding of kind of posture and all the stuff that I talk about. Um, vicariously through me. I, <laughs> right. Yes. I just didn't do any of that. I, um, I think I did feel weak, but I, um, didn't because I didn't have a diastasis. I didn't, I don't know. I didn't listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Well, that's um, for other people. Yeah. 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 Well, what changed? What changed where you thought, huh, I'm weak and I don't want to be weak anymore. And what, what, what was the change for you? And when did that happen? Um, I think a lot of it was around the time of COVID. And, and I'll back up just a little bit. I um, had a bunch of autoimmune type issues a couple years ago. Um, and that was really a wake up call to me that my body wasn't maybe always going to function properly and that I needed to take care of myself. And then, um, in that process, I did an anti-inflammatory diet and lost some weight and I was feeling better. And then COVID happened. And I, um, wish that I could say right now that, you know, COVID happened and I went to do all this exercise and get myself healthy, but that's not what happened. I um, gained a bunch of the weight back and, um, and COVID, you know, for all of us was scary and um, realizing how being overweight or having certain health conditions can put, could put you more at risk um, was a fear of mine and was something that I, um, at the tail end of COVID anyways, started to realize that I wanted to do something different and I wanted to feel strong and I wanted to be able to go into my older um, part of it probably was my my birthday and getting older as well. Um, but mm -hmm. I wanted to go into my older age being more capable and feeling stronger in my body and, um, all of those things. Yeah. And so, so then what happened? Because you, so you started that you, and, and you kind of started making a shift mentally mindset first, right? You were, it was just like mm -hmm. your mindset was like, Oh, I'm not going to be so scared of some of these things. Um, I, I have to say that I have loved your gentle, consistent approach from the beginning. Like I wish I could preach that in a way that people could receive it. Um, so many of my clients would benefit from that, this type of approach that I think you're going to share. Um, is that, you know, we have this like power through insanity workouts, intense, intense, intense stuff that everybody like get, get ripped fast, you know, and that speed of it is just a recipe for failure and injury and disappointment. And there's a lot of stopping and starting. There's a lot of all or nothing mentality. But what I loved about your mindset was like, okay, well, I'm just going to take the next step. So tell me kind of where, where what you ha what happened when you said I need to be a little healthier, a little bit stronger. 
Um, well, I, you had just started intermittent fasting right before that. So I, um, also started intermittent fasting, but, um, I started, I just started on my treadmill. I had had a treadmill for maybe 18 months before that. And I used it a handful of times, but I hadn't really, um, gotten much use out of it. And I, through the intermittent fasting, I felt a little bit of a boost of like a little more energy. I am naturally just not a high energy person. Um, or have not ever seen myself that way. I was not, um, I was not motivated or self-motivated to do a whole lot. And I just started small, like you said, part of my autoimmune stuff that I struggled with before was joint issues. And so I knew that I had to be careful, um, not to push my body too hard. Um, and so part of it is just the, the trifecta of my age and my, um, autoimmune joint issues in the past and knowing that if I push myself too hard, then I'm going to hurt myself and I'm not going to be able to do any of it. And so I, um, I did, I just started off small. I did some, um, some stuff on fit to be, and I did the, um, walking on my treadmill and I just was, I'm kind of a fair weather person. I like to not be outside if it's too hot or too cold or any of that. And so, um, I, I just was slow and steady. I really, I like routines and schedules and planning. And so I would just plan for myself, you know, to commit to doing that every day. And, um, and I did, it worked and I, um, I was consistent with it. I didn't realize that I thought in my, in my memory that you had started walking before the intermittent fasting. But did you, do you feel like it was really kind of connected to you? Yeah, and looking back at my looking back at my schedule of I have a record of my workouts and I can see that it was really close within a few weeks of when I started intermittent fasting. And um and so yeah, it it was it was just yeah. like that. I started to be more and more consistent and then I built up to be more active. Uh, you know, did harder things or pushed myself further, um, as I went along in the process. So, so last summer I, um, was in the process of filming the core smart transition fitness course. And, um, that was the first time I, we'd always done some fitness transition stuff in our rehab courses like the end of our rehab we're transitioning people and even in the middle of the rehab we're transitioning people into what we call tummy safe fitness or um connecting to their core and making sure that their their core is at the center of whatever they're doing and so um i i was this was the first course that was set up completely different where every day I, I I did, I filmed five workouts a week for 10 weeks. And some of that was, I, I drew from some stuff from our fitness partners fit to be. So um, one of those workouts each week was a video that I'd already filmed for fit to be. Um, but the rest of them, the other four workouts were um, short workouts that are a combination of balance, strengthening some resistance bands built into some weights. Um, but each week we built up a little bit at a time. And the, the intention of it was to transition our clients from rehab 
really confidently and safely into fitness and introduce a lot of connection coordination between the core and the arms, the core and the balance and the core and lifting weights and resistance. And a lot of our clients had hurt themselves in fitness or their only fitness options were too intense after rehab or had never worked out before um, or are in a totally different season like postpartum or perimetopausal and their body, it feels very vulnerable um, and very, uh, you know, they want injury prone and they wanted to be safe. And fit to be has always been, you know, our go-to because their fitness is their specialty and Beth is amazing. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a big, it's like going to the mall of America. There's so many options and they're great options and there's something for everybody. But what I felt like from a rehab standpoint, a lot of my patients needed before they got into the Mall of America was a step-by-step intentional process of how we're going to build the core into the your your workout and how we're going to rely on your breath, your alignment, um, and your connection. So when I finished this course, I um, invited you to do it as kind of a test a test person um, and to give me feedback, but also because I knew you had been starting to work out and you are very cautious by nature and wanted to do the next step and had been doing some fit to be stuff and had found some things that were really good for you, um, but wanted a little bit more structure. You like, you like, you're a colors by number kind of girl. You like to know what the next thing to do is. So I thought, gosh, with your personality, with where you were at, and even though you had never done full rehab with me, I felt like you had enough of the basics that you could, you could do this. So you did it. And so tell me a little bit about your journey with Core Smart Fitness. Yeah, it was so, so good for me. I think, um, I, I loved that it was every day. Um, one thing that stood out to me was um, that it was it was helpful to know that you could get a lot done in a short period of time, that every day I could just do those few things. Like before I um, had started that course, I hadn't been lifting weights. I hadn't been doing some of those things that you had in that course. And it was really helpful for me to have it in bite-sized pieces. And there was a routine to it that was roughly the same every week. So I love that. But, um, but mm-hmm. I liked that that I was, it didn't have to take a long period of time. And the workouts are between 11 and like 18 minutes all the way through. I think I had a couple, I have a couple workouts that are a little bit longer, but in general, it's the same. So even though the intensity increases throughout the, the course, the amount of time that you need to put in is still that small amount um, because of the intentionality of what we're doing. Right. Right. And I feel like, um, even though I hadn't taken your previous courses, I did have core weakness and I did learn a lot in, in doing those courses. And one of the things that really, um, it helped me to realize about myself, but also about this journey is that you always say you're not a fitness person. Um, but you totally are in ways that are so important, like balance and, posture and and um I really 
I really love that idea. Like I liked, I embraced the idea that as I get older, I need to have core strength in order to have good balance, in order to be strong enough to pull myself up if I fall down or whatever. Like I just, I really feel like that's so important. The functionality of it. Yeah. Yes. And, and the functionalness of it. That's something that I've always appreciated about you is how you teach things in a way that's like when you're, you know, going about your day, this is what you do or, or, you know, Mm -hmm. paying attention to how we walk and giving us tips on how to not, not overcompensate in various ways when we have an injury or whatever. And I, um, that was something that I really got a lot out of it, out of the course, um, was paying attention to those things and paying attention to how, I was holding my core as I was doing the other workouts that I do, or as I was walking on the treadmill or all of those things. Yeah, there is a structure to it in like the first, the first workout of the week is standing core and balance stuff. Then the next workout is like, uh, is it bands? I think bands is the second day and then lower body, then upper body strength training. And then whatever we pick Friday is always the wild card. Um, and, and there is that routine. And, and I, what I say, when I say I'm not a fitness person is that, um, you know, I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not an exercise physiologist, but I've done a lot of fitness in my life, but I look at fitness with, through a physical therapy lens, through, a uh, balance out the muscles, perfect, not perfect, optimal form, um, alignment. Why are you doing that muscle? And then really looking at what muscles are neglected in our everyday life because of technology, because of, you know, parenting postures and, you know, work postures and how can we work those muscles and how can we work the little muscles and the big muscles and how can we stay connected to the stabilizers and the movers and get you in elongated posture. So um, one, one of the feedback I've gotten from people is that, they're unexpectedly harder than you think they're going to be because you're using muscles that you didn't even know you had. Um, but they're not so hard that it's unattainable or that you injure yourself in doing it. It's just the right amount of challenge for each week. I think that for somebody that has never worked out before, um, weights can be scary. Band work can be scary. Um, it you don't want, and when you have your history where your joints were already hurting when you weren't doing any exercise, like to feel confident that you, um, you're not going to be led astray or just power through pain mentality. I think that it, the, this this approach, this this transitional approach, really builds your own confidence in in things. Did you do exercises that? You had never done, well, you hadn't done a lot of exercises. Did you do? I haven't done a lot of exercising. (laughs) Did you do stuff that you surprised yourself that you were able to do? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, um, I can't come up with anything at the moment that I can think of specifically, but absolutely I did. Yeah. You know, um, I know that you really liked the band workouts. You gave me that feedback a lot. And what was it about the band workouts that you liked so much? Because I think that as fitness people, they look at the band workouts and they go, oh, that's just rehabby. That's not very hard. But the, the, the number one feedback that everybody gives me is, oh, I love those band workouts. What do, do, can you know? Do you know why? I know. I think I know why, but. <laughs> um, I. I liked them because 
I don't know, they were fun. I, I feel like you get, you're doing more than one thing at the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like time productive. I really yeah. embraced that, that I didn't want to do anything hard. That's why I like it is because it's not hard. I mean, I, I push myself to do harder things, but I don't, my objective is not to like wear myself out to the point of exhaustion. That's not for me. That's not how I work. And so I felt like it was um, enough to be a challenge, but not enough to make me feel exhausted. And it, and yeah. there's a pattern to it. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I, it's, I like it's a bit energizing. It's like mm-hmm. energizing. Instead of thinking about exercises, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be exhausted for the day. I feel like it's a little, it's like a little warm up, a little energizing where I feel really connected. I think the thing that people can't put their finger on, the reason they like the band work so much is that it really connects you to your core. It automatically um, requires your core to activate. And that activation, that internal core, what that does is makes you feel stable, safe, and connected. It's a grounding exercise. And we, it's grounding exercises are things that we don't recognize the benefit of until we get it. We don't know what's missing until we get it back. We don't know that we didn't feel stable when we were unstable. We just know when we feel stable again, you know? So it's like a hug for your, for your belly. And that gives you this, this, energy and confidence to do the things with your arms or your legs that the bands do. And there is a rhythm to it that, that feels like we're kind of in a rhythm and it, and it, and it smoothly moves from one thing to the next. So yeah, I, I have liked that when, when we got to, uh, we introduced some little jumps and jumping, was that a scary time for you or did that feel okay? Yeah, it felt okay for me. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like we build up the transition to it very intentionally that we're not just like in the second, second week doing jumping jacks. That's not what we're doing here. You know, because a lot of our clients because of core weakness have pelvic instability or have pelvic floor weakness. And so a jump is a scary thing. Um, And when you have joint pain and when you haven't been like a runner or an athlete where you had to do high impact stuff and you're starting at 48, it can be like, Mm -hmm. really? Is jumping something that I should be doing? Um, But I think I talked to you guys about the importance of, of, of that fast twitch response to a jump, that ability to, um, ask your muscles to do the stabilization and the fast stabilization that is required from the impact of stuff like that. Because you might not jump a lot, but you might have to jump off your porch to get your dog that's running after the deer, right? You know, you might do some of those things. And so you feel confident to do that. And being able to catch myself if I'm going to fall. Yes. It's really important to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. React quickly that, that reaction time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's been good. Um, when you, uh, when you started the, um, the, the intermittent fasting, the walking, all of the things, did it feel kind of overwhelming to you? Like all the pieces, or did you feel like you created this kind of bite size packaging so that you could be successful? 
I definitely did the bite-sized packaging. I don't, um, I, I went into it intentionally knowing, especially the exercise piece, like, because I'm, that's so foreign to me and I've never done that before. I went into it intentionally knowing that I did not want to push myself too hard and then not want to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to long-term focus. I love that you had yes. long-term goals. You weren't like, I'm going to do this for the next six weeks till, till this, you know, event. You were like, I am, I want to change my lifestyle. Totally. And I feel like one thing fed the other, like once you start to get motivation or progress in an area, then that just encouraged me to keep going and made me more confident and being able to, to do things and try things. Like I tried running for a while and um, realized that's not for me. And, um, (laughs) but it, it was, I didn't, obsess about the fact that it wasn't for me and like feel shame or feel like I shouldn't, you know, continue. I, I just was like, okay, I'm going to choose. I can do this. I'm choosing not to and, right. um, and enjoy it. Life's too short to do yes. things you don't enjoy, but there is a, a multitude of other things you did enjoy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what is, um, so you went through the 10 weeks of the core smart fitness mm-hmm. course and, um, in the beginning, the first week I do a little recap for people assuming that people I'm, I'm, we recommend that everybody has done some form of rehab with us before they do core smart fitness. But some of the people that have done that did it years ago. Um, and now this new course is available. Um, so the first week I do a little recap of some alignment stuff, neutral pelvis, neutral rib cage, the breathing, the connection so that everybody kind of has that same starting point of what I'm going to be talking about when I'm talking about neutral pelvis, when I'm talking about neutral rib cage, when I'm talking about the belly breath, the transverse hold, I really exaggerate my breathing into the microphone so that you know when my core is, what my core is doing when. Um, So was that enough information for you to go into the course? Did you feel like that? Those like it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have been around you a lot and heard a lot of those things too, but, um, but yeah, I definitely think it was, and even there's things that I, I have the membership now to where I, I still have access to that course so mm-hmm. that there's certain things that I still do even now, um, on a weekly basis. And, um, so yeah, I definitely feel like Yeah, that was, you know, I've had some people say, I kind of watched that for two weeks, because I really felt like I needed that a refresher before I went to the next step, which and then they go into the next step. And they're like, Oh, the next step is, is pretty basic, I could, and you're going to tell me all this stuff while we're working out too. So it's okay. You know, it's not like you have to master this before you can go into the next step, but you do need to have an understanding of what we're talking about and remember kind of some of those components. Um, So now, so what is, what is your routine now? Like what, um, because the course transitions people into fit to be, if they want to go and kind of give some, some, some confidence in where to go and fit to be. Um, but I do have some clients that it also transitions them back into other exercises they were doing. And then I have some clients that like you have gotten a membership and continue to do some of these workouts because this was what spoke to them. Um, so tell me kind of what your routine is now. Um, well, my, my overall routine 
Yeah. Um, I, I walk on my treadmill. I usually do a half an hour in the morning and a half an hour at night. Um, and I do strength training and rowing three days a week. And on the alternating days, I do the standing core and, um, I do two, uh, twice. I do the standing core from the fitness course and I do the band workouts cause they're so fun. And, um, I also do the the old school Kelly Dean full body workout. That's one of my favorites forever and ever. And so I um yeah. I do that once a week. On the standing core days, I do more core related stuff, but I do do that full body workout. And I'm yeah. sprinkling some fit to be stuff here and there. Yeah. Good. And that feels like enough structure and enough variety for you. The nice yes. nice balance between the two. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It, when you list it off like that, it sounds like a lot, but it you, is not a lot. I mean, I don't know. It might feel, seem like a lot to somebody else who doesn't. And it well, probably seems like it not sounds enough like a lot when you put it all there, but, but this, but knowing you, knowing your personality, what you, what you do is you have set aside time in your day that, the, you know, that you have this nugget of time in your day that you are doing exercising or doing whatever mm-hmm. stretching this is your self-care time and what you have done is created a, re- a a schedule that puts in the variety for you like you know yes. like three days a week I do this so you don't have to you're not like every day what am I going to do today like you know because you know you've planned out what you're going to do over the course of the week and and you have resources to pick from in each of those kind of little pockets of time right yeah and I don't I I, if I don't have time you know some event is coming up and I don't like just this last weekend I traveled to California to see my daughter and I didn't get to do any of those things I just walked when I was there and I was intentional about finding time to walk um, Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel you know bad that I missed all the things or whatever so I I am gracious enough with myself that I can skip things if it needs to for scheduling. Well, and that, I think that the same with the intermittent fasting uh, mindset Mm -hmm. is when you're looking at a healthy long-term lifestyle, missing a day or two is not, it's not like you fell off the wagon. You have to get back on the wagon. It means that you lived your life and you went on vacation and you are on vacation and now you are back into your routine. And, you know, most of us don't live on vacation. Most of us have some sort of routine in our life. And once you're back in your routine, you just, this is your daily routine. Um, and, and then when you're looking long-term, you know, it it's not that big all or nothing mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what is um I really I really love that you did this at 48. I love that you did it gently and you've been really consistent um probably for the first time in your life with physical exercise or physical activity and that you've you've honored and understood like that you are a low energy person you are somebody that would this would sabotage you if you hurt yourself or this would sabotage you if it felt like a chore or this would sabotage you and you really customized your kind of exercise and your strengthening to what you knew was going to help you be successful and that's a big thing that why I wanted to interview you because I feel like that is the messaging I want people to receive from this podcast. I want them to know that 
you can make this exactly the what works for you. And a little bit done every day is way better than an hour and a half workout that you do once every two weeks. It's the little things that you can find consistency in and, and it not as a chore, but as like a, you know, this is, you know, an important, you know, deposit into my future, you know? Um, yeah, what is something is what is something that you wish you had known sooner or wish that you you could tell your earlier self that you you know now that you wish? Um, I definitely wish that I had done this 20, 30 years ago. Like for sure. I I absolutely feel like I wish that I would have known how confident I would feel, that I would know how good it feels to to take care of myself and to get exercise and to invest in that time and to push myself in ways that are um that are challenging but still in a way that take care of me and to plan for my future and um, my health I feel like I have wasted a lot of time not um investing in that investing in myself and I'm very um thankful that I'm doing that now. And, um, and so, but that would be what I would tell my future self. Yeah. It's never too late. You know, you're a homeschool mom and you were like a lot of my clients that we just put our family first. And, um, I think your wake up call was when you realized that your body needed extra attention with the autoimmune stuff Mm -hmm. and that you couldn't just ignore things and that you were important because yes, your kids are out of the house, but you have grandma days coming ahead, right? And you know what you want in that 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 season. Um you know what I the other thing I notice about our conversations, not just now, but in general, is that what your goals have been have been so loving and honoring to yourself. That you it hasn't been like, oh, I want to be, you know, a size two or I want a perfectly flat stomach or I want to look this way or I want or even and not that this is bad, but I want to be able to run a half marathon or I want to be able to to do this thing. Um it hasn't been I, I don't want to say it hasn't been goal focused because it has been goal focused, but it hasn't it has been very holistically focused. Like it has been quality of life. This is how I want to feel. Like you mentioned the word, how confident I feel, how good it feels to tell myself I can do something hard and it'll be okay. And how, how all of those, those things like that you're investing in yourself, that you are important, that your body's important, that you, you know, that this time that you set aside for yourself is important. Um, And it's not, selfish to do those things. I think all of that mindset and mentality is so needed for our culture of women. And um, I do think that COVID and the pandemic um, did make a lot of us think about things differently. And um, some of it, I think, happens as we age. We start kind of getting our life in perspective. But I think without the, the slowdown, the the forced slowdown of the pandemic, a lot of us couldn't, weren't, were going too fast to even reevaluate. Hey, what do I want my, the rest of my life to look like? 
What do I want to use my time for? You know, and even in silly things, not silly, but things like all of our kids' sports, you know, they didn't do their sports. And then we're like, okay, do they, do we need to do all of those sports when it comes back? Or can we pick the one they really care about? You know, or, you know, like Mm -hmm. we started to like prioritize and rethink what is important and then make our decisions based on that. And, and I think that your journey has really demonstrated that well. And I think too, I thank you. I, I think also I was going to say about, you had mentioned that I, you know, my goals were all attainable or, you know, reasonable or whatever. And actually I had goals. Like I, when I was trying to run, I was like, I totally want to be able to run the whole 5k. And I feel like, um, something that I see that, that is a positive for me was that I was able to be like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I could (laughs) totally do it. I don't want to do that. It's not what's best for my body. And so I'm just going to walk away from that. Like, I feel like so often we get in this mindset of, but we have to do whatever it was that we said we were going to do, or we failed. And, and I feel so much confidence in the progress of the process of like, you know, progress is what the goal is. The goal isn't to get to some place, the process and the progress is what the goal is. I I totally agree. And I think that from being a very goal-driven person, that there is a, a total dark side and a drop-off at the other side of that goal. That goal is like so empowering, but then what? You know, then what? You know, and I mean, there's tremendous mental health issues with Olympic athletes because they're so goal-driven. And on the other side of the Olympics, or when they're, they don't have another Olympics, it's, there's, they, their identity is caught up in that. And I mean, I wasn't at that level, but even just um, the level that I did swim at, you know, I, um, there was, there was a real, a real nosedive after collegiate swimming was done of like, what does exercise look like to me? What does self-care look like? And, and even when I returned into exercise, Part of the reason I found out I had a diastasis is I was pushing myself too hard, too intense, did a half marathon, and my body fell apart. And um, and it was just like this is not this is not how my body it needs to respond to stuff. And even now I'm back at competitive swimming, and I do push myself. I push myself hard, but I push myself hard within boundaries of my goal is to be swimming when I'm 85 years old. So if I am going to push myself super hard where my, I can't lift my shoulder for three weeks when I'm 50, that is not going to help me get to my goal of swimming when I'm 85 years old. So I need to go, yes, I want to challenge myself at 50, but not to the point where I'm going to hurt myself and eliminate this this as an option altogether. So so really finding the discipline and the the self-awareness and not getting caught up in the hype of that needed to be the only indication of progress is that I met mm-hmm. that goal. Progress is progress. You know, where were you and where were, were you not? And the other thing that I've learned is only compare with yourself. Do not compare to somebody else. Compare to I was here and now I'm here. Not I, mm-hmm. because sometimes somebody's before is somebody else's after. And you're never going to, you never know somebody else's story. So always we're comparing like, oh, this was where I was. This is where I'm at. 
this is where I'm at. This is where I want to be, you know, and just looking at our own progress and celebrating that is really important. So, yeah. And I think your, you know, your, your core fitness, I think that's part of what I've gotten out of that process was the, the, the little steps and the grace for myself in the process of that. And I think also the, like I said, the functional piece of how you teach in such a way that's, it's about how we're going to function in real life and in yeah. all the things going forward. And I give you permission within the workouts. If this one's too heavy, go back to this other weight. If this, mm-hmm. like my arms are shaking right now. So if your arms are shaking, you can come back and we'll do this. And I would go between something challenging and a recovery set, something challenging and a recovery set, because I want to instill in everybody the importance of rest and recovery in your overall outcome, like the, the balance of that rest and recovery actually makes you perform better. Um, powering through doesn't always make you perform better. It's that balance of, or I'm going to, I'm going to test myself and then I'm going to, to recover. I'm going to test myself and then I'm going to allow my body to recover so that we're, we're coming from a place of strength. So, so I, I love that. So anything else you want to share before we sign off? Um, not that I can think of. Okay. Well, it, I, the other thing you said, because we're friends, you're like, I get to work out with you every day, (laughs) 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 which for some people that might be a positive for other people that, you know, maybe don't want to work out with me every day. (laughs) Like (laughs) my girls are like, I don't want to work out with you, mom. (laughs) Okay. I get it. Um, but yeah, it, it does feel kind of personal. You know, I'm talking to you and you get to know me real well after those 10 weeks, you know, everything about me. (laughs) So, all right. Well, thank you so much, Molly. So fun to like dig more into your story, even like, and I know you so well, but we don't talk about all this stuff. So it's really fun for me. Yeah. It's been fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right, guys. I hope that Molly's story um, inspired you the way it's inspired me and that you were able to see how, you know, it's never too late to start something new and how baby steps are so um, important to long-term ongoing success and you can do it. If you are curious about what we do at the Tummy Team, we help you from, you know, the very beginning of barely being able to sit up to getting back to doing all the stuff that you love to do. And we have a lot of online programs and we can work with you one-on-one. So check out what we do at thetummyteam.com and we would love to help you be strong for the life you were meant to live. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to get more information, check out all that we do at thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you were meant to live. Oh, 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 oh,